What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Reality Kingdom. Where Period. we talk. Oh, ooh. where we put the real. Where we do what? Put the real. And reality. Period. Uh, Not a lot of people can put the real in things because that showed the real. It's over. But anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to be putting the fake. But we're going to put the real. What about the real? So if you see the motherfucking title, this is a very, very special podcast because today we will be discussing Big Brother Canada, its success, its failures, its middle groundness when it comes to diversity. I think this is a very important discussion for the reality kingdom because we are all about diversity. Diversity. This is a Mm diversity-centered podcast. If you don't like that, bow the fuck out, There's the door. There's the door. Period. So we will be discussing it in Big Brother Canada. That kind of hurt my arm. Girl, you gotta go back. (laughs) I think it's very important to discuss, and that's all we're—that's what we're all about. Now, listen, we do a series here on TRK where it is called the off-season series. I want Mm -hmm. y'all to get into it. We did it for Big Brother Twenty Four. We're doing it for Big Brother Canada Eleven. So we will be here for the weeks upcoming until Big Brother Canada Eleven. Yeah, we need to start talking about it. Start get talking about it. Cause I've seen a lot of people like getting into it. Like Big Brother Canada is coming, y'all. It might be All Stars. It might be second chances. It might be second chances. It might be all newies. We don't want. We don't want it. I want returnee. I want all star season. I want all star. We need a full all returnee season of Big Brother Canada. We need it. We need it. We need it because baby, that season would be nasty, especially with the um the diversity inclusion rule. Girl, I mean, like honestly, that would be. Like oh, like I'm just thinking about the cast. I mean, mm-hmm. potentially Oika getting Neda back mm-hmm. up in there. Neda, Neda, Anthony. Anthony. Ah, the POC. I feel like they could probably get every winner type shit too. Like, cause Big Brother Canada, like their contestants actually like their show. No shade to the U.S. girlies. A lot of the U.S. girlies they have very terrible experiences, and they um block out the show from their mind totally. Mm-hmm. But you know, Big Brother Canada contestants they usually stay pretty much in it. Like literally, they have people come into the house every year, like damn near, mm-hmm. to host yeah. a competition, to give, to out, give Wendy's, out Wendy's, bitch. Period. Like, like so it's no, crazy. I definitely expect them to get the heavy hitters. Like, this is gonna give all stars, I fear. Like, they have to do it. I really, really hope they do it. There was rumors that they wouldn't, but girl, that's rumors for people who are uncredible. <laughs> no, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Not incredible. <laughs> But not credible. Not but credible. Anyways, That's not a reliable source. Bitch, tell me, have you seen her? <laughs> let me rub a weave up. Like, I don't know. Anyways, let's get into this motherfucker to y'all. So let's just go season by season through it because I feel like that's the easiest way. Um, So if you don't recall, Big Brother Canada started around, I want to say, BBUS 14, 15. Yeah. Around that era. And it came out in what? 2013. 2013, around BB14. So. Starting off BB Canada, we got a cast that included um, Topaz. It included Suzette. Now, it came out the same year as BB 15. BB 15. Mm. Interesting start. Uh, the <laughs> cast included Topaz. What a follow up, Chad. It included King Gary. That cast had diversity that Big Brother US never really gave. As you see, it came out during BB 15. Um, yeah, it, literally. It Honestly, off rip, Big, Big Brother Canada already had like a level of diversity that BBUS never had. Immediately. I, wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it good. They're still a 
Junk, it's uh, just it was very moment. clear Big Brother Canada was able to, was willing to push the boundary. I feel like like mm-hmm. seeing someone like Gary, especially as a gay man, seeing a gay man on TV, he was a feminine gay man. He was comfortable mm-hmm. with his personality with himself. You never really saw that. I feel, especially in that era, you know, that's something I feel like now is pretty. You know, we're gonna get it every day. You know, mm-hmm. in, in different medias, but even still with Big Brother, like BBUS, I you feel like they still have it. not casted their Gary. And I mean, you can make the close relation to maybe like a Frankie, but like a gay, black, feminine man, I would like to see like like the way the way that Gary was. He wore his makeup. He wore his heels. He would put you know, on all the, about the glitter. The you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that on television. I feel like that representation is definitely needed. Um but the fact that they bust up on their first season with that and mm-hmm. then Suzette plus size and hello. They don't cast huh, one thing about BBUS. Child. They refuse. That, the, now the, no, the, I feel like they've definitely gotten better over the years, but it's still it's giving. It's mm-hmm. still giving bad. So Suzette, she's the first indigenous person. Period. Um, on Big Brother. Period. On Big Brother. Like it's like, and I love like, Suzette. Period. Suzette was iconic. Ain't that up? Period. I feel like BB Can season one was really a staple when it came to we're gonna show y'all diversity. They weren't scared to cast Gary. Yeah. And that alone showed me that this show was in, in due for some success. Now, Big Brother Canada still has its problems because yeah. even that season, it was ran by, you know, a group of people who were not POV, um, <laughs> as per usual. And there's that. And that we'll see in these upcoming seasons, it's not really giving. But yeah. it still has a level that Big Brother US never really reached. And exactly. It's like, and it's like, it took BBUS the force of the BIPOC rule to actually do it, which is why we're grateful for it. I'll give them that. We are. We are. But we see you. We see you. We see you. But um, I just, like, Big Brother Canada, I feel like, and that's why they've been able to have, I feel like, consistent good seasons because there are clearly, like you said, some issues that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I feel like there was more of a chance for the POC players in the Canadian version than the U.S. version, 100%. Mm-hmm. So during this season, during BB Can season one, one thing that we noticed is that Suzette was a standout character pre-jury. She was one of the main people. She won the first HOH. That's another thing. Alongside, well, there's two coins to this. There's two sides to this coin. Because on one hand, one thing I noticed with casting a PLC is they usually get them to be these kind of um, or they 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 put all of their diversity in the POC people. Yeah. So they get a plus size woman, and then they also make her the indigenous one in the house. But also they make a lot of the competitions physical. So mm-hmm. Emmett's winning most of the competitions. But what I will say on the other side of the coin is Suzette won that first HOH. Yeah. Because of the fact that Big Brother Canada has a little bit more equality when it comes to the comps. The first cop was answering the phone. It literally was. And soon as they picked up that motherfucking phone. They picked up the phone. So it's like we get the these positives because honestly, they could have just made the HOH like they do in BBUS. Baby, sit on a wall. Baby, right. hold a rope. Baby, run across these laws. And it's like they didn't. So it's like it gave Suzette that chance to start off the season in a way that it would not have normally start off, started mm-hmm. off. And that's the first fucking season. So yeah, and then Gary was the immediate star of the season. I was here for Gary. I was tuned the fuck in for Gary. And then you know he got sent home, which and that's the thing. That's the thing. Even though we got some positives because we know Gary's future, Gary getting Gary got sent home. Topaz got sent home. Suzette got sent home. Um, they all got sent home. And it's like because the majority alliance was still this core people who could probably relate to each other more. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's that. 
And then Gary was able to come back. And it's like, I, I don't like the BB can twist, but that twist is like, okay, like you kind of ate it up. But he came back at final four and then he was able to make it to final two. And it's like, it, it shows that even though they had a little bit more diversity, Gary originally still was out. All the PLC were out. Man. Yeah. It was only white people at the end. Just so happened he had the chance to come back. Um, and he was voted back in by Canada. I think he was voted back in by Canada. So it's like, you know, we got lucky that Canada wasn't America. Mm -hmm. And he was the one. So the girls who don't know, Topaz, who's another one of our... Um, she, mother. She, mother, we love Topaz. We do love Topaz. Except for in that one moment. But so Topaz, our good sister... So her and Gary were, were good friends throughout the entire season. So it gets to the final two. You know, this is Canada's first season. So, you know, maybe the girls weren't up to date on the rules, perhaps, I assume. Mm -hmm. So at the the eviction, the final, the final night where they were voting for the winner, it was between Gary and Jillian. Miss mm -hmm. uh, Topaz, um, she assumed it was a vote to evict, I guess. So Topaz evicted Jillian, which means she gave her the vote to win. And Jillian won four to three against Gary. <laughs> Gary was robbed. We were robbed of our first, that would have been our first black, black winner, winner, bro. Period. 2013. And that's the thing. It could have been nasty. Let's, let's it could have been nasty. Let's, let's wrap it up. Gary technically won, bitch. I mean, it, it, let's get into the team. That's the thing. Even though he didn't win, a woman won that season. And mm -hmm. that was the start of Big Brother Canada, a woman and a POC gay black man in Final Two. And it's like, you know, I would prefer Gary. But since it wasn't, it still was a show of kind of diversity because mm -hmm. it wasn't a man, man. And then what's insane is that immediately the same year, BB-15 dropped. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's bad. That was bad. But hey, but, but hey. Move. we're in Canada. We did move. We're in Canada. We choose Canada. peace today. <laughs> so then we go to BB Can too, and that's the thing. We sh it, it really, it really shows Big Brother Canada's kind of success when it comes to PLC because the stars of that season were Baby Ika and Netta, and <laughs> both of them are PLC uh, and but let women. Me, but let me tell you, let me tell you how they how they set Ika up because this was so nasty. I will say, I will say. And 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 that's what I'm saying. I feel like Ica is definitely an interesting case, and we're definitely gonna talk more about Miss Ica and BB Can Five. We definitely because when you think Big Brother Canada, you think you think Ica won it. Um, and also like Ica is definitely uh, that personality. I feel like she's someone that a lot of people, you know, when people use that comment, uh, she's very strong. She's a strong mm -hmm. woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like people kind of use that as a backhanded thing with Ica. And I feel like a lot of the, co the the comments made about Ike's personality in that season, to me, especially now looking back, it did seem pretty microaggressive. It did. Mm -hmm. It did. I think I think Ike's personality. I just think she she's very polarizing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She gets the girls talking, but the way I feel like they reacted to her, it did seem just a slightly off putting a little bit, mm -hmm. but. Mainly that season, she had got HOH. Pissed the house off. <laughs> the house was over, Ica. Oh, and wow. so basically the next week, they wanted to get her out. So mm -hmm. Ica knowing she was going to go home, Big Brother gave her the ultimatum. They was like, baby, do you want to take this money? I think it was like $5,000. Yes. Or do you want to rip up these people's letters from home? And what she do? 
She ripped the motherfucking letters, baby. She ripped, and that's still one of the most iconic Big Brother Canada moments of all time. Big Brother Icon moments, period. Surrounding the letters, that's literally. Trends on Twitter, literally. Baby. I saw them TikTok the other day. Period. I just but like, but they aired it to the entire house, and that's why I feel like it got really really nasty. Has, though, mm. and it, it, it's like they did. Oh yeah, discuss that. Discuss the topaz thing. I don't think thing. it's intentional, but it's not intentional. It's just when, like we get two icons, two black mm. icons back to back, and y'all playing their face back to back. So topaz won a very iconic hoh too, and this is another thing, black. People, women, don't really win a lot of comps in Big Brother US, especially during this era. Like, this era, like, BB 15, 14, 13, 12, you know, 16, 17. It wasn't giving Black people were going to win these comps. So it's iconic that Ica and Topaz both won competitions, HOHs. But when Topaz won her HOH, they played mm -hmm. in her face. <laughs> and they um, told her she had to make a split decision. So she had to decide right then and there who she was going to nominate. I think it was an instant eviction or something like that. And as she's deciding, because it was a quick decision, she's talking to herself. She's like, let me get my thoughts out. They're airing everything she's saying to the motherfucking house. And it's like, it's not giving air to the house, babe. It's not. And it's like, it, it, that that's the thing. Ika's game was already in the toilet, no shade. But Topaz's <laughs> game was not necessarily out the door like that. But when they showed that, it was like, baby, she got to go. And it's like, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And that kind of caught, that was like near the beginning of, Gary had just went home, who was her close ally. And that was the beginning of, okay, all of the people who are not with the whites are going home. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, that sucks. But that was just a Canada twist. I think it could have happened to anybody. It just so happened it was the baddest bitch in the house. Yeah. And then it happened to Ika. But like like, like Sarah just said, I mean, Ika was going home. She was. was. It was okay. But I, was like, I mean, she ripped the motherfucking letters the fuck up. But it's like no, Ika is definitely icon. Ika, Ika, fun fact, mm -hmm. is the first woman in Big Brother Canada history to win a power veto competition. Period. And the first woman to win HOH and veto in the first week. Ika Wong. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Period. Big Brother history. I mean, it is season two, but they won a whole season in a few weeks mm -hmm. without a woman winning veto at all. And Ika's mm -hmm. the first one. Put some respect on it. Put some Period. respect on it. And then also. This season, you get introduced to Miss Netta. Mother now, Netta, Netta, you mean? Netta, Mother Netta's an icon. I feel like oh, after BB Cam 5, the girls, you know, people kind of shifted on Netta. Of course, you know, when it's Ica versus Netta, you got to choose a side. Most people, as myself, chose Ica. But <laughs> Netta's still that girl. And I feel like season two, really, she she made season two hers, bitch. And she is an Asian Canadian woman. Mm -hmm. You know, and she's someone who I feel like, you know, we definitely not... Big Brother Canada specifically, they cast... They do great, I feel like, Asian representation, East Asian, mm -hmm. South Asian. Like, they have a different mm -hmm. type of of the diaspora. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's really, really interesting to see. And that is a good example of that. And she came in one of the strategic masterminds of the season. I mean, this girl gets compared to Dan Giesling, Derek. I mean, the mm -hmm. way she took control of that house and made her bitch, like, really iconic. And she was besties with Ica when she was still in the game. And mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a fair point that we have to make. And we always continue to make it, like... Even in seasons where the diversity rule wasn't in effect and they had like at most five PLC, mm -hmm. usually they worked together. You know what I mean? Nothing Ica and Gary, were really, really close. And Gary was really, really close. So it's like, and this season is no different. I mean, Ica literally, she ended up the HOH that she pissed people off is because she was saving someone like Paul, a PLC in the house that mm -hmm. she wanted to keep safe. And that decision pissed off a lot of people. And just like BB Can won, but the majority of the alliance was people who all, you know, 
look very similar alike. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Neta was able to infiltrate that and she was able to take control of the house. But, you know, as some of y'all do know, she got played by her ride or die, <laughs> mm-hmm. John, and mm-hmm. he took the win. So I will say that's two seasons in a row of robbed icons. Robbed icons for a white person. I'm sorry. And that's the thing. Let's get into that, it. Did they deserve it? I don't Let's know. Get into it even though Gary and Netta made it so far and they kind of made their seasons, they still ended up losing. And it's like that kind of still shows. Well, Netta didn't make it far this season. Oh, oh, not not Nether. Sorry, I got confused with Ica. No, my mother. Even though Netta and Gary kind of ended up and they made it far in their season, they still ended up losing, and it's kind of like that sucks because they're still, you know, climbing up the ladder of diversity because it never existed in BBUS, mm-hmm. and in this season it does. And let's talk about another negative because I said it was Suzette, and Paul is here too, and it's like Paul was the oldest person in the house. Yep, and he was um, plus size. And he was Latino. It's like they put it all in one. And it's I like, think he was black. black. I was black. Period. They put it all in one. And it's like they did the same thing with Suzette. It's like y'all are putting it all in one. And it's like, baby, you can spread this out. Just mm-hmm. these particular people don't have to be every category of person, mm-hmm. every category of minority. And, and the issue one. with that is that majority of the cast is around the same body type, age, age. range, mm-hmm. physical build, and race. So uh-huh. those people are automatically going to link up to each other because of those things in common. Mm-hmm. Paul is an older black male. I mean, there were not a lot of options he had in this cast full of young white people. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, that's not to be divisive. It's just that is the truth. At the end that's of the day, true. people who look alike are going to gravitate towards each other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so it's, it's, just, it's, 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 it's not uncommon to see people of color not in these big majority alliances because they don't necessarily fit to archetype and not even necessarily because of like it's not even necessarily because Paul is black it's more so because Paul is an older gentleman who probably can't do well in competitions but they also mm-hmm. are casting him as the black person mm-hmm. you know what I mean he would probably cast it specifically for that he was casted to be the older black person mm-hmm. whereas like everyone else is just regular average athletic white people mm-hmm. and my thing is on, on top of all of that it's like when PLCs and when minority groups are relating to each other, it's not just because, like, Suzette and Gary aren't together just because they're both minorities. Gary and Topaz aren't cool because they're just minorities. They also were raised similarly. Mm -hmm. Like, when these white people all gang up together and, you know, create a group, it's not all only because they're just all racist. They probably just relate to each other better. Mm -hmm. Like, your parents and your grandparents probably pay for your, you know, stuff. And it's like, hey, that's fine. That's cute or whatever. But it's like, it's just easier for them to relate. They have similarities. They were probably raised similarly. They probably have the same type of family dynamics. While on the other hand, Paul and Ica might have the same similar family group dynamics. So it's like, we just naturally gravitate towards people who were more similar to just so happened. It's a divide. And the divide is also unequal in these seasons because there's 10 white people and five non-white people. So it's like, if 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 you're just naturally getting to know people, who are you going to relate to? Who is Micah yeah. going to most likely relate to? Who is Topaz going to most likely relate to? It's not just about, oh, everybody's racist. It's more so on the fact of who can I genuinely just relate to? So it's not their fault that they yeah. relate, that Emmett and Jillian relate to each other because they probably have damn near the same cousins. But it's still something that is a problem that needs yeah. to be fixed. And I think down. that... I think that definitely slides back right into BB Can 3 because I feel like at the time, BB Can 3 was one of my favorite seasons. But when you really go back to that season, every person that was a POC or or just different in any way 
was not included in any majority alliance that was being created. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have examples like Neha, Johnny, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Godfrey, Brittany, mm-hmm. uh, Cindy. These are people who really had to fight from the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I will say overall, like it had a lot of diversity, but it was just, you know, the core alliances, like I just mentioned, they were really shutting these main people out. Mm-hmm. So that was not was that the couple season. Yeah. And it's like I would real. say Pilar is Pilar is a Hispanic woman. Shut up, Pilar. But did she win? She did not. <laughs> so that's like, but I will say in general, this season I loved, I loved seeing Brittany and Godfrey make final four. This mm-hmm. is a black man, a black woman sitting in the top four. And Godfrey again, neither one. Again, mm-hmm. neither one won. I love seeing Sarah win because you know, even though she is still the white woman, she was just just a different archetype. Yeah. You know, she was the nerdy type. You know, she and she her ride or die was Brittany. You know, she was with the blacks in Sydney, okay? And they ha. You know what I mean? So she was right down with TLC Quay Blank. But it's just like, you know, it did suck seeing someone like Godfrey who gets to that final two. No one really respected his game. No one really saw mm-hmm. him as a real player. Um, people even questioned Britney's move at all like all the time. But what is Britney just being ran by Sarah? I'm not saying these are anything to do with race. It's just, you know, these are just things that okay. undercut it. Some of the people of a minority in the season. And then Sydney. <laughs> It was real bad for Sydney this season. Because Sydney was on the asses, okay? Because Sydney is an endurance comp queen, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is the season where she literally came back in the game and then damn near orchestrated the blind side of her show mm-hmm. And then her ass on next. And it's just That's like, Sydney, But I love, I love seeing Sydney because just, again, watching Big Brother US, you don't see the type of diversity that you see in Big Brother mm-hmm. Canada. I mean, Godfrey, he is a Nigerian um, immigrant. You know, mm-hmm. Brittany is a plus-size model. You mm-hmm. have Neha. Brittany is plus-size and black. Mm-hmm. They did it three times in a row. Let's and wrap they it love, up. And they, love, and they love that. They love Let's doing that. But Brittany was a cop beast, though. But she still ate it up. Brittany was a cop beast, though. Because Brittany had a couple records. Means you're not a good player. But it's just they're, they're clearly stuffing a lot of the the um, archetypes that they need to fill. It's like they have to fill a certain amount of things and they're stuffing three of them together. And it's like, please stop doing that. But what I will say, and that's the thing, BB Canada is such a double-edged sword because three seasons in a row, we have minority groups making it to final three. Gary, Netta, Godfrey, three seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. But also Which is totally different from Big Brother US. But also in these three seasons, two women win. Yeah, two women win. One of them ran the game. Netta ran the game in her season when a man won. So it's like they still have like a diversity to it, but it's still just clearly they. It, it always just felt like like it. It clearly the divisions were there, but it was it definitely just was not that prominent. And I did feel like it made it easier to want to watch it because yeah, maybe in the U.S. it was just always some weird, obvious shit that just made me be like, y'all are racist. Mm-hmm. You're like y'all are racist. And, and that's <laughs> thing. I feel like the other three seasons had redeeming qualities. Godfrey made final two. Netta made final three. Gary made final two. But this next season, you really can't for. I can't think of one. Yeah, this is a pretty bad one. Because we because... had Lavita be the social pri- social pariah, and it was a lot to do with kind of similar Taylor BB BB twenty four ideals. She's just so standoffish. She's cold. She mm-hmm. just hates all of us. She's just so mean. And we just can't talk to LaVita. And that's like, baby, LaVita did nothing. <laughs> LaVita like, was really no, in the clouds. Nothing in many ways. But y'all, no y'all, LaVita was in the clouds. Wait, that's wait, wait, because, wait, 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 w
wait. So Lucia won the first HOH. The girls were pressed. The girls were pressed. And that time out. Let's stop there because it's weird. Because a lot of the times, not even a lot of times, almost every single time, the first HOH gets a lot of rapport. They get a lot of friends. But the one time it's a black woman, it's a problem. Even and when it was Suzette, it was a problem. That's it's weird. Like, it, because I feel like why is it a problem because, when it's Suzette? Why is it a problem when it's Suzette? And I feel like the issue is that because the majority of the people in the cast, they don't know how to react in the situation. They probably never have been around a person like Levita. So it's like it's, it's hard for them to want to go and, mm-hmm. and try to figure these out and work with them and want to build connections with them, especially if they already connecting with people who they feel like they have more in common with. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is weird. But she ended up making a connection with Shari, the other black girl in the house. Loved it. I love them together. Mother. And Mother. basically, she won the first HOA. She got out. Um, one of them people who gave a damn, really. Somebody. So someone else won the second HOA. I believe it was Jared. Jared won the second HOA, and he nominated Levita and Shari together. And they took out Shari, her friend, because they thought, mm-hmm. oh, Shari is a little it's bit smarter. Yeah, you know, she she's gonna be a little sneaky. You know, and then I mean? what happened? And then Lavita won the next HOH. <laughs> and I would have been mad. I'm not gonna lie. It was, I it was HO Riley. It was so iconic. It was I so was iconic. Mad. Because it was literally, I will never forget this. It was one of the comps where you roll the ball into a slot. Mm-hmm. Lavita went last mm-hmm. and won. I thought it was mad. Mother. And I just like Big Brother Canada, they're gonna have a twist. She literally ended up getting taken out by a potential ally. Her mm-hmm. and the girl she targeted the first week got to live in its halfway house where they could see but not hear yeah. the other players. One of them got butted in, I believe, by the house. Yeah. It was and the other the one went home for good. And, and, the other and that was weird. And we can talk about that, too, because that was weird, too. So, essentially, when they knew they needed to vote, at that point, the what was the girl name who, who she got? Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey was not like. More so than the Levita, they even had discussions in the house that Kelsey does not need to come back because she has a showman. Yeah. So we need to make sure Kelsey doesn't come back. If we can vote, we don't need to vote Kelsey back. When the vote came to be, they still voted Kelsey back in, and Kelsey ate all of their asses up and made it. Yeah. And they knew that they had a feeling. They were like, Kelsey's a better player. Kelsey has a showman. Kelsey literally has alliances. She has allies. Levita has no one, and they still voted Kelsey back in. And it's like, why? Oh well. Is that? I-, I will say this. This thing was definitely disappointing on the POC scale, just because, just because you know you have uh, the highest place in one is Ramsey, and he walked. He 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 had to leave for personal reasons. You know you have Raul who got out pretty early. Uh, Mitch, who was LGBT, was running the season. He got yeah. blindsided pretty early, mm-hmm. and then of course Libby Dinshard was pretty. And he got blindsided because so. Kelsey Clark. Well, Kelsey was able to see that he was eating the game up, and it's like. Yeah. That sucks. But anyways, mm-hmm. just the bullshit. Isn't Cassandra something? She ain't just white, is she? I think Cassandra's Asian. Cassandra and the sea. Oh, yes, she is. What's I think Cassandra? I, I think she's I think she's Asian. Let's see the tea. I'll wait. Well, BB Wikia says she's Asian Canadian and her last name is Shahinafar. Shahinfar? I feel like oh, she could be okay, I, Yeah, okay. But now Cassandra was mother. Cassandra was mother. Cassandra now. was mother, but Cassandra didn't win. And also, Once Cassandra, again. Cassandra is visually a white woman. Like, by the <laughs> when you look at her, it's not like we didn't even know. Like, I'm sorry. But um, and she also didn't win, and it's like, that still sucks. That still yeah. sucks. But um, hey, we after this, we get to BB Cam 5. 
Mm-hmm. This is when we get the high for uh, 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 um, Michael. You mean Ica season? Uh, BB Can Five, aka Ica's bitch. Okay. Period. Wait, who won BB Can Four? The, the brothers. Two white men. Two white. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. We still have got no POC winners. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really loved yeah. this cast. Um, you have, you have Ica, you have Netta, you have mm-hmm. Dre and William. Uh, Dre, I think is she, she's African uh, Canadian, and yeah, she speaks Afro-Canadian. French. And then William, he's French Canadian. He speaks French very fluently. They mm-hmm. communicate in French the entire time. Cindy <laughs> came back. We have Gary came back. Gary came back. Cassandra here. Cassandra is here. Wait. <laughs> oh, they started eating. Um. So yeah, it eats it up. I feel like this season, it has a lot of diversity, more so than a lot of the other seasons, because it does have a lot of these returnees who are POC. Mm-hmm. And then we still have Dre, we still have William, so it's a lot. And this is a very defining, to me, at yes. least, and I feel like a lot of fans can relate to this. I feel like this is a very defining season when it comes to just diversity and inclusion, I feel like, in mm-hmm. Big Brother, simply for the fact that I could dominated because, the entire yes, season. Literally. And she dominated the season in a modern era. The last mm-hmm. black woman to run a Big Brother Canada season would be Danielle Reyes goddamn 1999. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was 2000, early 2000s. Like, uh-huh. so BB Can 5 dropped in, what, 2017? Mm. So, you know, it was so great seeing someone of color being able to maneuver that house, run mm-hmm. that house, just mm-hmm. just move pieces like it was chess. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I could do it with an iron fist. But I love about I could she's Dead. unapologetically her. She's gonna be herself. She's gonna call you out when you need to get called out. Period. And people was respecting it. So I, I do... Specifically, I want to get a little bit into the season. Why do you think Ica, as a black woman in Canada, is able to, I feel like, freely play a game and earn respect as a player? Mm-hmm. Whereas it can't be done in America because Ica would go home in America any day. Can, can I don't they, think Ica can ever do the game she played uh-huh. in USA just because of how USA is when it comes to well, I'm gonna clear it up a little bit first. First, I will like to say some of Ica's main allies were people like Dre. Yep, Gary, Gary, um, and I feel like that helped. Also, Ica came in with a pre-made. I feel like that helped because mm. the veterans were veterans. A lot of them were just not inclined. If this was all newbies, I could have lost. In my so? opinion, and I think because I don't think the veterans would care to ignore her in the way they did this season because of mm-hmm. that. So I do think there was there was things that benefited her Iron Fist. But regardless, I still think even if this was the same season in America, she would have lost. Because I think Canadians, and it's shown, it's evidenced by people like Gary making it far, Netta making it far, people being okay with mm-hmm. seeing Gary in the house. That's the thing. In Big Brother US, people are nervous of the sight of a POC. Literally. Sometimes. Gary would, people would just be scared of Gary. People were embracing Gary in season one. People were embracing Netta in season two. People were cool. Well, they weren't cool with Britney, but uh, <laughs> it it was it was not so sh- so shunned. Mm-hmm. And I think Canadians are just a little bit more aware when it comes to race. Honestly, they're less judgmental. That's just the way it is. Honestly, yeah. um, so I think that because it was in Canada is the reason mm-hmm. why she was able to get that thing. And it's- it sucks because America's just terrible. Let's just say it. <laughs> well, terrible. 
But it, it, it was so great to see. And unfortunately, she did not win. But mm-hmm. her specifically, it's because they knew who Mother was. And they, and they, they, were, was. And they were mad about it. Yeah. And they were mad about it. I, they, they were mad because they were using vetoes on her. Well, well, I mean, I mean, the way I think the way she played, it can't even be replicated. It's just like no. the amount of like, because like she, she essentially she started the game with the pre-made, like you said, but she mm-hmm. was one of the earlier veterans to really start making a lot of leeway with the newbie the new, players. Dimitri, and Greg, then William. basically around jury, that was a flip. And mm-hmm. she ran her newbie players down into the end. The only reason why Kevin mm-hmm. even, the way, only reason why Kevin even snuck his way through is because he studied how to compete in Big Brother Canada competitions and learn how to cheat them. If mm-hmm. that was not possible, then honestly, I honestly think Dimitri or Ika would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, Ika was robbed. She really was. She was robbed. She was really robbed. And it sucks this season because we didn't get to see, like, that's the thing. I, I feel like there's really just a big returnee curse for a lot of people. And <laughs> you see it a lot with BBUS, and you just saw it with a lot of these BB Canada people mm. because Cassandra came. This is a top four finalist out. Gary, mm. top two out mm. pre jury. Um, Netta, as soon as she got not uh, immune. Safety. Yeah. She <laughs> was out. Was out. You're and going home. Canada hated her. I promise you. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the most iconic. The most it's iconic terrible. fight in Big Brother history. Wait, wait, Ica versus Nana. Ica versus Nana. The a most iconic fight in Big Brother Canada mm-hmm. Big Brother history. Like, that's the thing. Like, Ica has made some of the most iconic moments in just BB history. Like, it transcends mm-hmm. regions. North American, bitch. Like, point blank, period. But, like, the way she just, you know, she flipped at the right moment. She moved her pieces at the right time. And what I noticed about Ike in this, in this, she had a really strong social game. And I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of POC players, they have really, really strong social game. A lot mm-hmm. of people want to work with them, want to trust them. I feel like even Ika, who, like I said, she ruled with an iron fist. But people knew she didn't lie, and people knew she had their backs. Mm-hmm. And she used that to get far into the game. People knew for a fact, well, Ika is not lying. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like she was sitting in Final Four. She literally went home because of the competition win. I mean, the entire... And because of a twist. Like, Dimitri could not play. Listen. And a part of her fiddle win was using Dimitri to the fucking utmost. She used that boy like a, a fiddle, I fear. And that was that would have helped her get the win. And that was mm-hmm. a twist, that Final Four. Why are we having twists at Final Four? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then shout out to Dre. I love me some Dre. I love me Dre. I would love... We flip-flop! Kiss this ass that twice. Because that's the thing. Of the people who were playing the game, especially the newbies, Dre was... I could just say Dre. The only God one. be okay with that. Yeah. Dre was the only one. Dre was the only one. And and it just shows that... Not, and that's another thing that pisses me off, is that a lot of the times, POC players come in and they really, really play. And then you have these other people who are not really playing. And it's like they end up going me. home early. They end up being Cindy, Neha. I think Neha, Cindy, Suzette. They're going home early. An expense to who? Flops who not gonna play? I don't remember their name. <laughs> well, like, it, it just sucks. And and but Dre didn't go home early this time. Um, I'll give you that. But um, it still sucks that Dre wasn't able to get her own, you know, season. I love Dre. Um, mm. and shout out to Karen because Karen is an older woman. Yeah, she made it to final two. She won the first HOH. Yeah, mother was she put up two strong young men. She said, young men. These young men is going home." That's another thing that you know, in contrast, helps other POC is that even though Karen's not a POC, oh, she's, she's diverse. It's a diversity to it all. And 
that is actually the first male to be evicted first, first. in Big Brother Canada history mm. this season. Big Brother Canada 5. Mm. 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 Um, boom. Shout out to BB Canada 5. They, I feel like, and that's the thing, I feel like there was a shift in Big Brother Canada. At BB Canada 5, I felt like there was a shift. So going into 6, 7, and 8, nine, well, 6, 7, 8, there was like a difference in casting a little bit, and then you get another shift, of course. Um, with nine and ten, so we go into BB Can six, and we get people like Paris. We have Andrew. We have Hamza. We have Ali. We have um, Rosina. Mm-hmm. We have Erica, who is LGBTQ. We have There's a lot Donnie, of inclusivity, diversity. I mean, it was. I mean, this season was off the chart, and I feel like BB Can six. Now that we've now that we had a BB Can nine, a BB Can ten, a BB twenty three, twenty four. I think BB Can six really relates to those seasons in a lot of ways. I think mm-hmm. it's because of the diversity in the season. Yeah. Uh, I will say it didn't necessarily end with the most diversity. I'll I'll mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a lot of moving parts this pre-jury going into that jury, and it was because mm-hmm. a lot of these PLC players that were in here ready to just honestly mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And we got the most diversity, and we got the first non-white winner with Paris this season. So it's like, what's the tea? What's the tea? Oh, where's that connection? Um, and Paris, Paris said from the uh, episode one, I'm winning. I'm winning. And that's the thing. We're, we're focusing on, on the diversity, but even if we weren't, all these people we say were running the seasons would still be the no shade. The we're naming, we're not, like, 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 I feel like we're naming the, the season, stars period. of the season. We never naming... ran the season, period. Gary was the it girl, period. We're naming the stars. Just so happened they're all PLC. So in this season, Paris really, really ran it. We have really um big names like Hamza this season. Erica was a um LGBTQ queen. Mm-hmm. Um, Icon, John, actually. Johnny. Johnny. Also the, LGBT the, icon. The, the main people who were kind of moving the parts of this pe- of of this puzzle were a lot of the minority groups, and it's like shout out to them. I feel like BB Can Six was like I said a part of the first season of the shift that we kind of got where we started getting just a natural amount of minority groups instead of like a forced one, which we will get later, which kind of eats. But um, this one was kind of just them. BB Canada and BB Canada did it way before BB US. They kind of naturally started gravitating towards just getting more PLC in general, like just doing it, just to mm-hmm. do it. And it's like, shout out to them. Um, and then we lead to BB Can 7, where we have people like Kaylin, we have Anthony, we have mm-hmm. Mackie. Um, now this season, I feel and like- then we get the first um, non-binary player, mm-hmm. period. Period, thank you. Not a survivor, not a big brother, period. And it's like, BB Canada- BB US has still not done this. Still has it to this day. Like I, I like that. I like that there are boundaries that people really Canada is not is not afraid to push. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they are trying to represent, I think, as much people as possible in their house. Even if it's just starting off as like one or two, like they're also continuing to do it because Kira isn't the only but non-binary person we get casted. You know, mm-hmm. we just had two and BB can ten. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's very clear that Big Brother Canada is like you said, they were already starting to open that door for a yeah. lot more to come in before the, um, the um, rule was implemented. But I will say, this season sucks when it comes to it. <laughs> Only because I feel like this season, I compare this season 
to a BBUS season in a way that, you know, uh, core male alliance really just kind of snowed mm-hmm. a lot of the people in the game and made it to the end. And I feel like a lot of the people that were used for the parachute of the Pretty Boys Alliance mm-hmm. were the non-PLC players. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, like, and the women. About it. You were so, either a woman or a non-PLC, mm-hmm. and it's like, that sucks. So literally, the first three people were POC and Laura, Maki, Kaylin. I mean, Eddie also mm-hmm. goes pre-jury, and it's mm-hmm. like that's four out of the five mm-hmm. pre-jury members, and it was just like Ugh. it was kind of back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And then this season too, there were talks with Kaylin, Mackie, Eddie, and Anthony about the POC sticking together, the POC mm-hmm. not eliminating each other. You know, them trying to you know work something out. Of course, Anthony had other plans with the Pretty Boys, mm-hmm. but it, it just sucks that that's kind of like the fate. Because, you know, someone like Eddie, you know what I mean? You don't really get a lot of um, a lot of Asian representation throughout the season. You'll get yeah. one, one or two, but it's like, it sucks when you get that one or two and then they're out pre-jury. You can't get to see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it also sucks because Eddie did not speak English well. You know, he had it was a yeah. language barrier. He understood that he could speak it, but it just was a language barrier. And I think that really mm-hmm. is what hurt him with communicating with people. And that's what we were saying earlier. It's like, you cast him for the diversity, but he also has a language barrier that's going to affect yeah. him with so many people. And it really caused a lot. Kaylin mm-hmm. was, was the, the older person mm-hmm. in there. They were calling her Mama Kaylin, which is mm-hmm. just so weird on so many levels. You mm-hmm. know, Mackie really couldn't connect with anyone outside of Kaylin and Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know, though, though there are reasons for that. There are reasons for that. And it's sad to see. But we also get someone like Anthony this season. That's why, be by the Canada, it's, it's like... yeah. It's always kind of been like, you know, you have those moments where it's like, well, damn, that sucks. And then, boom, Anthony in top two. But then, mm-hmm. boom, Anthony also does not win. But Kara was in top three, which is also iconic. Which is also bit. iconic. Which is also But iconic. neither of them win. And we've discussed. And like, we had, me, and, me and Farrah have discussed off the podcast. We believe Anthony really didn't win because the people who would have voted for him were the POCs who were not in jury. Mm-hmm. Those were his closest numbers, his closest ally. I mean, mm-hmm. strategically, he didn't let them get to jury. That's on him a little bit. But it's like, it just goes to show kind of like, I mean, that can be a reason yeah. as to why he lost his whole thing. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, I still think there's clearly a amount of PLC and minority groups in this season that was more than the mm-hmm. other ones. Because even why, Damien is indigenous. And Stephania yeah, which is here. why there's still people who made it to the end that were still PLC, even though they all got out jury too it's like anthony's still in final two but all of them got preoccupied so it's like having more alone still helps mm-hmm. it still helps in a way you couldn't get them all out pre-jury because there's too many even yeah. if all five of them were out pre-jury anthony probably still is in final two and it's yeah. like period so it's and like, then on top of that this is BB Can Seven, and then I mean, season after season, we're getting someone prominent in the Big Brother community that is a POC that is dominating the game in a way. I mean, yeah. you have Anthony, who a lot of people respect. People are comparing to Derek. Mm-hmm. You know, he manipulated and really, honestly, was the backbone of the Pretty Boys for the mm-hmm. majority of the season. So mm-hmm. it sucks that he didn't get his win, but people do respect that on the outside. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just like that's that's really that's really great to see. I feel because it's like. You know, in the BBUS, I mean, we would get none of that. Like, I mean, nah. like that's what I'm saying. Like, nah. it's really, it's what, really interesting 19, to compare. Where Paul was wearing blackface to exactly. The I mean, like, we have in BB23 where Xavier and Colin are the first black men to and Big make B, the jury. first black men to make jury since like BB10. Oh, Ollie didn't make jury since Ollie. Okay, that's still a long time. Thirteen years still. 
You know what I mean? So the fact that people in the Canada are able to make final two um, and, and represent for their people, it's just like, that's good to see because, who, child, you know. <laughs> and this next season, it's like the most um, extreme point of the BB Can still got its problems, all yeah. the way to BB Can still is better than others. Exactly. It's like, it's just, it's extreme. Because now, they went, lie, they overcorrected and under, it was a lot. It was a lot. We're talking about Big Brother Canada 8, y'all. Yes, y'all. And I didn't watch. I'm not going to lie. But the T is, is that what had happened was there was a situation with Jamar, mm-hmm. um, a black man, where I he was. Black man. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. I'm looking at the diversity, they had similar amount to, I want to say, BB Can 7, BB Can 6, too. So there was diversity there. There were multiple black men, there was a mm-hmm. black woman, you know, so they had diversity still a little bit more mm-hmm. than BB US would. But there was a situation where Jamar has a personality that is more out there. Jamar yeah. is, is, there's, this might sound crazy, but bear with me. Some people who are casted for Big Brother are digestible yep. for a white audience. And then you get times like Swaggy C mm-hmm. or even a Davon, kind of even a Ica a little bit, a Jamar. And when these things happen, you get a very polarizing season a lot of the times and then a polarizing opinion about these people. So Jamar was in the house. Jamar was unapologetically himself. Um, and he is a black man. So therefore, there were a lot of things that he was doing that made people scared, quotations, uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's like, these are the words that a lot of black men who, quotations, aren't digestible, mm-hmm. get. People so Swaggy are, was getting the same comments. Swaggy was getting the same comments. And it's like, they get these, in, they get these words, these terms, because the way that they act aren't normal for the way that white people are used to. White people are used to a totally different world than what a Jamar has experienced throughout his entire life. So he came in being himself and the him being himself made them scared. Mm-hmm. It made them fearful, like genuine fear. Yeah. And that there was a point where he was like making quotations threats. But well, do you thing. remember like the direct thing? Like a, basically he like boom boom. Yeah, like a little fake poo-poo. Like if I, when I shoot, I don't miss. Something cute, you know what I mean? Like something that I could literally said. Poo-boom. That I could basically, and that's the thing. Get it? I could said it. And it's like when I was like, "Girl, if you don't take your shot, don't miss, mm-hmm. baby." Why? She didn't do the poo-boom. And it was, it was against like, oh, no. a Kyle. Now one of the many terrible people. So terrible you can already know where this is going because Kyle's and Big Brother they never are good. So this Kyle, and I think it's some other girl complain to production mm-hmm. and then production stupid asses kicked Jamar out. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely giving way. And I remember Twitter was in an uproar. Mind you, I okay. wasn't even watching the season at the time. Um and I just remember seeing all of my Twitter like what the fuck is this? Like y'all kicked him mm-hmm. out. I'm like what is going on? Mind you COVID is happening girl. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out I'm gonna keep my job. But mm-hmm. it's just like it was a lot. What is going on? So yeah, production mm-hmm. removed him because they felt like you know they heard their claims and they were like, "We're going to take this seriously and remove him." Mm-hmm. That was definitely not the appropriate response from Big Brother mm-hmm. Canada, and so they overcorrected and they removed the dude who made the complaint, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I think he also did something. He else was also weird. basically people were saying that Kyle was making the the excuse is that Jamar was threatened, and so people were pulling up clips of Kyle saying threatening words towards other people in the house too. And they're like, baby, if it's giving because he was threatening, then why is Kyle not out? And BB Canada was like, well, Kyle can go. And it's like, on one end, why the fuck was Jamar removed? 
Yeah. Because that's the thing. I would say neither one should have been removed. Point blank period. Neither one. But that's the thing, y'all. The things Jamar was saying, if it was a black cast and crew, if it was a black production crew, I don't think people would have been like, oh, he was threatened. People would have been like, baby, please. And it's the fact that there's not a lot of black people behind the scenes, too. Yeah. Because of that, it's like, sure, you may make the season a little bit more diverse by adding one or two, but even back then in backstage, when the white people are complaining about this, there's no person who can step up and be like, baby, no. Yeah. Like, this is just normal. This is yep. this is something at that the time, someone like Arissa is just a host. At, at the time, she was a host. And she Which got her changes. Um, Mother got that check and that right. But so. that's the thing. It's like, it's like it shows that it's it's not just about diversity. It's also about inclusion. You need to make sure that these people are not just placed in these houses with white people, but that they are also included. Because yeah. if the backstage people had black people who understood what this was, who understood that this was not a threat, babe, it was a joke. Laugh like, a girl, bit, anyways. Then it, it would be a more inclusive environment. You can't just make an environment diverse without making the environment inclusive because you get things like this. This is a perfect example of a diversity but no inclusion because there were other black people in the house. It wasn't yeah. just Jamar in the house. But it doesn't matter because it wasn't an inclusive environment for Jamar. Jamar still was not a part of the energy that that house was spreading because he was not blending into white society. Yep. And it's like, that's the issue. So Big Brother Canada decides we're the it girls. Listen, they were always, they were always one step ahead, but mm-hmm. they were the first people, no shade the first babes. to implement a rule after George Floyd after COVID, during COVID, they decided to implement a rule where 50% of the cast must be uh, a black indigenous person of color from now on, period. Can I say this? Can I say, can I say this? Uh, when I first heard this rule, I don't know, because like, honestly, I was done with Big Brother. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this before. Big Brother 23 falling off. made me fall back in love with Big Brother. Because I was getting done with her. I was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even watching BB Can A at the time. I didn't watch BB Can 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not even, I wasn't even really, I feel like conceptualizing the idea. But at the time, I was just like, are they really going to like do it? Like, I was just like, how serious is this really? Because I feel like not even just with Big Brother or CBS reality shows, there's a universal push for more diversity. Just in general, there's more diversity mm-hmm. everywhere. Period. Like you go turn on the TV, babes, you're gonna see a few different people looking at you. And I love that, but it's just like, but at the time, I just couldn't fathom that idea. So I remember just thinking, like, girl, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna be right. nothing for real. They ain't gonna be nothing for real. But uh, <laughs> they were bland. They were not bland at all. Um, so they implemented the rule. So for BB Canada Nine, we had the rule in place. This is when we got. Austin, who is a PLC, y'all? Austin has Middle Eastern background. Shout out to her. Didn't Period. know. We have Jetson. We have Rohan. We have Kiefer, who is indigenous. Latoya, who is a black woman. We have, um, what's this man's name? That gay man. Who went, Josh, who is um, LGBTQ. We have Victoria, who is a black woman. Brayden, who is black. We have Tashawn, who is black. We have Julie Vu, who is an Asian transgender mm-hmm. woman. Mother, we have Mind only a 14 player cast. We have I would say LGBT. So that means three of the four of the 14 were only white. Yeah. And there Everybody were only three straight diverse. white people. There were only three straight white people. T- uh, Tara, Beth, and Kyle. 
Everyone else was a POC, quick, direct, something. Period. Something. Out of a 14 player cast, baby, they said, look, look. They said more than 15. And then. And then a quick comparison. This was, you know, Big Brother Canada's first, and then compared to BB23. Um, BB US said 50%. <laughs> they said 15 <laughs> BB US said 49.9. Yes. Yes. They said you can get half. Because exactly. we were required. We were required. We, we were made BB to Canada do so. And so this really... Which is also interesting, too, because I want to say this here. So a lot of people, a lot of complaints about Big Bit the U.S. casting was mainly casting, Robin Cass, the actual mm-hmm. casting director. But what's interesting is that she also casted for Big Brother Canada this whole time. So it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting how Big Brother Canada just naturally had more diversity and BBUS did it. So it's just like, it makes mm-hmm. you wonder, what are the executives, what are the big yep. boss people directing them to do and Mm -hmm. so i remember when the announcement was announced for bbus it announced that robin casting was no longer doing it they had Mm -hmm. just intended mom do it and i was like oh that's good because she she's not going to be able to get us a good cast but she produced bbk9 yes so it's just like so it's just like oh so it's like it's really Mm -hmm. it really goes to show like it's not it's it's not at that surface level it, it's 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 higher. It's, more, it's higher up. And it's always that way. It's always that way. So you gotta, you gotta think a little outside the box. But y'all, this season gave Big Brother North America its first black all- winner. Oh. Period. It, it gave it. It gave it its first black winner. Period. It gave us the period. first. It gave us the first full minority alliance because the Sunsetters was only minority groups in that alliance. Plus back. Unfortunately. Who is that? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I forgot that ugly girl was there. Oh no! I did. I'm sorry. That's so unfortunate. I take it back, y'all. But anyway. I feel bad, but I feel bad, y'all, because I didn't experience BB Can Nine Live. I didn't get the. It was I didn't iconic. get to see it. With I didn't get to see Jetson, it. The Oh, like go, going, going back and watching it, it, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. But I didn't get to see it live, y'all. I didn't. I didn't. But uh, yes. Going on. But yes, it was very, very iconic. We have Kiefer winning all of these competitions. Also, they made the competitions a little. Kiefer from the high to why? Period. They made the competitions. They changed the competitions too, which also leveled the playing field in another way. But when it comes to diverse, and that also helps diversity because it helps people who might be older. Yeah. It helps people of different. Because that's sizes the thing. Now, when you want to cast, uh, for example, honestly, someone like Kiefer, who is a plus size but also indigenous person, mm-hmm. well, now you're not having them do fifty million physical competitions. Yes. This is why Kiefer is someone. He's a literal comp beast. Mm-hmm. This season, like he's won so much. He dictated so much. He's able to create these ideas, these alliances mm-hmm. as a huge fan of the game mm-hmm. and it's just, it's great to see especially Without as- and that's the thing, Kiefer is a good example because in a typical season when people like Kyle and Rohan who are technically the alphas of this season, which shows the diversity eats it up which is just like one of the alphas is literally a Middle East command, it's, it's just like alpha. but um, when they turn against someone like Kiefer who's usually an outcast, baby, it's not giving it's gonna work, Yeah, because in a previous season, if this was any season before this, if Kyle and Rohan turned against Kiefer. Kiefer would have been out, babe. 
Mm-hmm. And in this season, you don't get that because Kiefer has people who are like like Justin and Tashawn who are loyal to him. Baby, they don't give a fuck, baby. I'm sorry. Like it's not were they fun. were they on um because I remember with BB23 when the cookout mm-hmm. when the cookout acknowledged like, oh, this is a very diverse season. Well, actually in general, like the cast did. Mm-hmm. Did they do that in BB Canada a lot? Like were they like oh. I don't remember that being said, but I think I think BB Can people knew going mm-hmm. in. It would be I don't imagine the BBS BBUS people necessarily knew. They kind of seemed shocked. I think well, no, they, they didn't now because I remember. I think Hannah said she wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the announcement. That's so they knew. True. I just think they weren't. That's true. It, it was a way bigger turn for BBUS than it was for yeah. Canada. I don't remember. I remember Justin and Tashawn immediately being like, "Baby, we're good." The toy mm-hmm. being like, "Immediately, baby, we're good." But I don't necessarily remember the conversation being, you know. But how beautiful is that? Up. You immediately get like this up. trio of Latoya, Jetson, and Tashawn, three black mm-hmm. people, these two black men who are loving and uplifting this black woman. Mm-hmm. Who, when she has an idea, she has a plan. They're not tearing her down. They're listening to her. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like it's just like this black woman. Latoya literally dominated, like, what, in the first two evictions on the, in the, on the way? Yeah. And literally. they got her ass. But the thing is, she got got by a black woman. So how mad can you be? I don't know. It's, it's like, just you like... just got to be okay with it. <laughs> and this this ends up with our first um, black winner. It was unanimous, wasn't yep. it? Yep. And he was sitting win. next to a gay black man. So it's like, either uh, way, babe. And I love Pizza Braided. I love Pizza Braided. Either way. It's like, this was, this was very extreme for the big brother community like girl very game but community. but what's what's insane and and we've mentioned this before it's just like immediately after the turn mm-hmm. we have three all black final twos mm-hmm. in big brother mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and this is not necessarily on some, tyshawn and brayden and neither did monty and taylor link up on some where the cookout we're riding this out type shit like no mm-hmm. it's just games we're here <laughs> and we're ready to eat it up we're like, here, i don't we're tell you um, and that leads us to Big Brother Canada 10. And uh, this season is... The backlash. This season the is the backlash. It's like, I, I feel like there's a three-arc plan to the diversity mm-hmm. initiative. It's the initial, and then it's the backlash season that we have to endure. Mm-hmm. The Trump season, some would say. And then, <laughs> which still ends up with icon. No thing. I mean, it's like, do I even care? And then I, I'm hoping BB Can 11, which is probably all stars. So hey, or hopefully, and then BB 25 will end up with what you know. What's insane about Kyle and BB Can 10 is that it is literally the exact same philosophy that Kyle and Big Brother 24 used. How crazy is that? Like back to back within the same year, we mm-hmm. got the exact same response to a cookout thing, and it was even crazier in Big Brother Canada ten because the cookout happened to BB Can, BB Can, I mean Big Brother US, BB Twenty Three, BB Can Nine. It wasn't, it wasn't giving that the Sunsetters had Beth in it, <laughs> and it's like Kiefer was not black. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, it wasn't necessarily on that type of level. So Kyle, this season, you know. So let's let's talk about it. So first of all, 10, first of all, first of all, the initial majority alliance literally mm-hmm. included it was Herman, mm-hmm. Moose, mm-hmm. Kyle, Gino, mm-hmm. Summer, Tanisha. Am I missing somebody? It's seven of them. That's Josh. Josh. Mm-hmm. So in this alliance, the only white people were Gino, Gino and Kyle. Mm-hmm. However. It, no one was giving, we're sticking together because we're black. We're sticking together because we're Which is why Gino and Kyle were in it. Which is why Gino and Kyle were in it. 
But Kyle, very early on, I believe it was week two, he started to it think, oh. Two. It was actually well, week one because he won the second HOH. And yes, he won the third week, HOH. Oh, whatever. Week early. <laughs> but he decided, he decided that, no, all the people who cannot pass a brown paper bag test, minus Helena, are clearly working together. So mm-hmm. I got to pull my white well, brigade Helena together to the, go against it. Helena wouldn't have passed the test. So you could have just left it at that. <laughs> no saying, but like she wouldn't. Have. Uh, and this is in response to BB23 where the cookout was made on BBUS and the cookout was formed because we did not have a black winner in Big Brother US. That was the main reason the cookout was formed was because there was never representation in the winner circle for a black person. Clearly mm-hmm. white people don't necessarily understand that that was the main reason because we get situations like Kyle thinking that this is going to happen again when Tashawn just won and Xavier just won. Mm-hmm. It already happened, babe. Also, we get the same thing in BB24 when Xavier just won. Yeah. So it's like y'all don't really understand the reason and then, and then, why y'all are acting this way. Y'all are so scared. This is also when we get the, I don't know, Farrah, you mentioned this a lot, the positive comparisons. Oh, someone like Josh mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of, lot of Tyshawn. Mm-hmm. Josh, a black man, Tyshawn, a black man, was the only similarities they had. That was Josh awesome. was actually biracial. So it's like mm-hmm. barely even that in common because they had no that. other comparisons, but because he was also a black male, mm-hmm. they was like, oh, he's going to be like Tyshawn, so now he's a threat. Mm-hmm. He may need to go. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like, so it's just like there's a lot of reactions we clearly got to the rule. Like, like you said, similar to Herman. I mean, players this season, I mean, it was, it was, it was way worse than BBUS, honestly, because mm-hmm. the way Kyle really successfully split the house and Kevin, because of his own strategical game, mm-hmm. continued to divide it. But the way players like Herman, I mean, Moose, Summer, they were, Tanisha, they were literally unable to make alliances with anyone who was not a POC mm-hmm. because the, PO, the the white players honestly genuinely thought they could not make allegiance with them. Anytime mm-hmm. they would speak, they would automatically group them together. They would just say, they're all working together. I mean, literally, Herman and Tanisha never fully trusted Herman. I mean, I mean, sorry. Summer Tanisha, and Tanisha Summer. never fully trusted Herman. But every time Kyle and Marty and Gino would discuss them, they would discuss them as a trio, and Tanisha runs them, and she tells them what to do, and then mm-hmm. you have Jess, who, you know, is a non-binary person. Jess and Jay are the two non-binary players this season. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. But also, Jess is someone who's like, oh, well, these three black women are clearly a trio that I cannot infiltrate, mm-hmm. and I'll never be able to do so. So they're, so Tanisha's going to have to go. Mm-hmm. We, it, It's just, it, it, it's really sad. It really mm-hmm. is because you're literally taking their game away from them on something that is only based on their race. It's hard to mm-hmm. say anything but racism. It really is because these decisions are being made just because you see their skin only color and think they're cool. It's weird. That's all. And it sucks because this is this we can talk about a lot. Because it sucks because it was it was hard to watch because we get situations when we're talking about Summer's game, for example. We're talking yeah. about Summer's game, and it's like, well, Summer didn't play that good. And it's like, it's hard for me to accept that because a part of the reason Summer didn't play good is because everyone assumed she was working with her mom when she doesn't want to work with her mom. Yep. And it's hard for her to come to the the extreme realization that, oh. The entire time, everyone's going to think I'm working with her mom. So I have no choice but to work with her mom. That's, but a, that's, lot for the her. Thing. that's a lot to expect from her. And the thing is, a player like Summer, she already proved that she can fix an issue that she can realize. Mm-hmm. How do you expect a player to realize 
me as a black person, I'm automatically going to get a group of black people, so let me work around that. If you tell that thing moving forward, I'm pretty sure black parents are probably going to yep. realize that let's not stick together too close because clearly mm-hmm. they don't think it's going to be an issue, but you can't actively work against people grouping you with a bunch of black people. Mm-hmm. You can't actively work can't against that. Summer is not playing her games. Hanisha, Betty, Hermana are not playing their games thinking, oh, they're just grouping me with a bunch of people just because of my skin color. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Even more fucked up with someone like Moose, who Moose ain't black. Moose <laughs> not even black, bro. And he no, got good with it. And it, it, really, it really ruined a lot of their games just because of the color of their It games. ruined not, all of their games, Tanisha, actually. All of their games. Tanisha only went out because she was black. And that sucks. A lot. Like, it's not, just didn't say, well, Tanisha hasn't talked game with me. Well, mm. that's the thing. There were people who genuinely hadn't talked game with, with Jess. Monty, Monty, what's the name, man? Marty and Gino. No, Marty did talk to her. Talk to them. Gino. Didn't and, talk to uh, them at all. And who was that? Wait, J.C. Lynn. Gino and J.C. Lynn didn't talk to, J.C. Lynn did talk. Gino didn't talk to that's all. But they didn't talk to them enough either. I mean, Gino, they Summer, Tanisha, and Betty had a whole alliance with them. The main people who talked to Jess was Summer, Tanisha, and Betty. But because they were black, Jess was like, fuck all that. I'm working with the people who don't even talk to me that much. Yep. Yep. And but based literally. their entire game around working with the people who didn't talk to them that much. And then the people who didn't talk to them that much took them out the next the week. Next week. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Which was funny. But it's like, it sucks because these people, Tanisha was taken out because of that. Moose game was already over. No, Moose game was over because Kyle was here. Kyle, was Kyle and Moose literally knew each other outside of the game. Moose was most loyal to Kyle. He confirmed that in the deep dive. He was most loyal to Kyle. Kyle Listen to our deep dive with Moose. Keep going. Kyle <laughs> got paranoid that Moose was secretly working with her mom. Even though he said multiple times to not just Kyle, but also Kyle's allies who told Kyle that he wants uh, her mom out. Moose was telling Marty, and Marty was telling Kyle that Moose wanted her mom out, and Kyle was still not mm-hmm. believing that. Kyle literally <laughs> thought that Moose and her mom were in a secret alliance like the cookout. It was lying to him. Now, why is he that? thought they were actively lying about their relationship? Maybe he, think, maybe he thought Moose was black. I think he probably did, or so, or just the like you saw Kyle in between floor. It's clearly based on just not yeah. being fully white. Just I mean, white. he threw Indy in it. <sighs> and Indy's a white woman. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not about that because even even with Helena, someone they considered on their side, they would still be like, "Is Helena really with us?" And it's like. If Helena wasn't that butt buddy with Kevin, honestly, she probably wouldn't slide either. Yeah, she got lucky. So this season was full of Kyle um, mm-hmm. being racist. I will say overall, <laughs> though, still a lot of good diversity, I feel like. Um, Great diversity. I think, and then even Great with all of that being said, the Final Four is still only one white person compared to three mm-hmm. POC and Josh, Betty, and Helena. And, Helena. Um, mm-hmm. and these are some pretty prevalent players of the season. And Kyle like, is all a different the- archetype. Yeah, the crowd. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, the winner is a big, bigger. If it is a different archetype, like usually we don't see people. Like I saw Kevin, I was like, he's losing. Yep. Uh-uh-uh. And his rider dies was Helena, who the Middle Eastern woman, and then mm-hmm. Tash, and Josh. Black man. So it's yeah. like black gay man. So it's like it, it's like Kevin was winning. Um, and Kevin winning the Kevin winning BB Canada isn't so far fetched because BB Canada already has um winners like that, but. Kevin making it this far, being successful, being one of the most strategic persons in mm-hmm. this house was kind of only, he was kind of able to do that because of the diversity that also was. A hundred percent. They were 100%. willing to work. Some are wi- being willing to work with Kevin. Helena being willing to work with Kevin. Josh being willing to work with Kevin. Think about the people who are willing to work with Kevin. 
it's mostly, you know, the POC, the people who are diverse. Gino didn't really work with Kevin. He worked mm. with the group of white people. You this know, is why Jesse Lynn didn't really work with Kevin. She worked with a group of white people. And it's like the other people were working with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm. But when we've talked about this, what diversity does, I mean, even in BBUS, some of the more diverse seasons, who wins? A white woman. And like, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy how there are, like, white people should be way more open to diversity. They really should, because it helps everyone. It, it helps, helps white everyone. women. It helps uh, white people like Kevin, who does not necessarily fit the mold, the everyday mold, mm-hmm. to be able to sit in and make connections. I mean, like, I don't think Kevin and it doesn't a season before the rule. I don't. And it doesn't hinder straight white men. Straight white men who are the typical Gino could have won this season. Mm-hmm. JC Lynn could have won. People respected JC Lynn. JC Lynn and Gino were people where they were like, if they make it to the N-word, they're still gonna win. It doesn't hinder the people who typically win, and it helps the people who don't. There's yeah. no issue with it. It's yeah. literally a, a win-win, babe. Literally, this Kyle and Kyle and BB24 were playing the best game their season and fucked it up because they grouped the black and POC players together. When Both they of just them. played the game and shut up. Both of them. Because that's the thing. POC, you know, we're forced to diversity all the time. There are white people everywhere. We're always in white spaces. So when we're in these seasons, you know, it doesn't matter to have Gino or Kyle in an alliance. Because, like, we're used to that. We're used to that type of diversity. I see different people in my spaces all the time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there are certain people, there are certain white people who clearly feel threatened Mm -hmm. when they see a lot of POC together, see a lot of people POC bonding together. Mm -hmm. I remember me and Sarah, we had this conversation. It just seems like they watch them joke and play around and think, oh, they must be on some type of level. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, I've gotten that in real life. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, y'all related or something? Like, no, I don't even know her. (laughs) We're in line. We're in line at Walmart. I said a joke and she laughed. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just, just because it's a we understand each other's sense of humor and things like that does not mean that we're closely working together and we want to mm-hmm. make it to the end together because we're both black. It, it doesn't work like that it because like both Kyle's closest ally were the POC before they turned on them. Mm-hmm. Moose and, and Monty. And literally, <sighs> so sad for them. And I feel like the reason that there's a higher sense of relatability when it comes to minority groups, POC, mm-hmm. is that we are a little bit forced into a more boxy mold. For example, white people get to have different types of white people. Yeah. It's, it's so many of them. They don't have the hindrance of being, um, you know, oppressed. So they have the luxury of having different types of them. So it's not a big camaraderie. You know, they kind of don't like people like Jess sometimes. They don't like people like Kevin sometimes. They have the ability to kind of separate. Any black person can relate to almost any black person because we're kind of all stuck in this bubble of people not liking us so it gets to the point where we relate to each other a little bit more easier because we grow up in similar kind of tight boxes in the same kind of communities even latino people grow up near us i'm in a in a in a um, area where it's asians black people it's south asian so it's like we're all in the same bubble a lot of the time while white people they can be anywhere Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it creates a sense of comfort with the minority groups, with the PLCs, where white people don't necessarily have that. So it's like there's just a there's a difference. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it's like, well, y'all are related. And y'all might be very, very close. Y'all might be in a lot. And it's like, no, you just have the luxury to not have to relate to everybody because you were trauma bond. Yeah. Like that's that's all it is. I'm sorry. So um, and overall, <clears throat> I think BB Can has shown a very good like um 
<clears throat> growth with diversity and then even just a good amount of diversity in general when we were starting from the terrible place we started with it was still there yeah now we got and to then, the point where it's just amazing and um, then once again they're just not afraid to push that push past that line i mean it's way past they said 50 percent, but they're doing way more than 50 percent. Mm -hmm. you know then they don't care and they don't give a damn, and they're gonna keep going. And I, I, mm. I can't wait to see how it extends, especially yeah. with an all star season. I'm yeah. really, really excited <laughs> because we needed all stars, and they needed this rule implemented to make sure it's a good motherfucking season. Because I, I want to see some of y'all favorite players in a diverse cast. Because if not given, they gonna eat it up like y'all think they eat it, it up. It's not gonna be that many white people anyway. It's gonna be four of them. It's really it's not, and that's why five. I love people in Canada because. Like we already had POC before the by POC rule, it could have been fifty percent. Anyways, yeah. we have Netta, Gary, Cindy, uh, Ica. That's well, all kind of the top. Anthony, Anthony, off the top of the dome, but definitely, definitely, I think BBUS could definitely still take some tips and tricks. Definitely. Definitely. There, there's just a, a boundary that BBUS is scared to push. Having Jay and having just two non-binary players in the same season, um, two and one, where BBUS has yet to do it. It's like, all. ooh, what are you doing? And we didn't even mention Julie Vu, trans. Julie Vu, a trans-Asian woman, queen, mother. And mother. It's like, it's like they got a trans, they have they have had a trans woman on BBUS, but it was a, a white, a very passing, according to Audrey, she said herself. It's like, she digestible. Knew, she knew she was digestible. She knew that's why she applied in the first place. And had Audrey not been, they probably wouldn't have casted her. Had Audrey not been white, they probably wouldn't have casted her. And they only did it once. They never did it again. They only did it around the time that Caitlyn Jenner was coming out. They never did it again. It was for optics. It was for views. Yeah. They used her more than just having her to be inclusive. And now that we're in the by POC rule, we haven't even got that. And I keep saying it every time we see a cast. And I don't see. I don't know how we don't have more like, transgender and non-binary in the U.S. Especially Zero. transgender. Zero like, I would love to see black transgender women, more black, more transgender yes. men. Yeah. I mean, and it's like I don't understand how we don't have more of that. Like at least two Literally. every season. Literally, and we have zero. It's we barely, we still barely get LGBT, LGBTQ. Period. Last season, BB twenty four, we only had Michael and Nicole. I think that's accurate. And that's a Turner. And that's a shame. Michael Nicole and Turner. And it's like, what are y'all doing? Because by this time, y'all should have had many, many transgender people. You should have had many, many non-binary people. But we move. Yeah. I think BB Canada is gonna be one of the first. BB like, Canada is doing it though. They're gonna keep doing it. Like and I they're gonna so. keep doing it. So I love that. I support that. I think um Big Brother Canada, it has a very bright future. We're going into these next couple of seasons. We will be tuning in. We will be posting for BB Can 11. So tune in for that. Hopefully it's like all stars or something. Um, and girl, I'm I'm finished. I'm good. You got anything else you want to say? I ain't gonna say shout out to Queen Mother Ica Poon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, y'all stay tuned dude, because we're gonna be doing weekly. Big Brother Canada off-season podcast. Make sure you tune in for that, and then we will be covering the entire mm -hmm. BB Canada. If you have BB Canada suggesting, like, let us know. Yeah, if y'all want to hear us talk it. about something, literally comment it. We will consider. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, and baby, we out. Mwah. Mwah.